0: Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is... Justin Sturgis. He's the president and principal marketing consultant for Systematic. He has more than 20 years experience in digital marketing, working with businesses in both B2B and B2C capacities. He's also the West Coast Regional Director of the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network, and he's the author of the Amazon bestseller and award-winning book, The Small Business Owner's Guide to Local Lead Generation. Today, Justin is here to talk with us about how local businesses like yours can discover the benefits of a powerful digital marketing system. Welcome to the show today, Justin.
1: Hi there. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about digital marketing. First of all, before we get down into some specific questions, why is it even important to be talking about digital marketing? You know, some some companies might say, mm, Yeah, you know, I I put up a few Facebook or tweets, and that does it for me. I really don't need all this other stuff. Why is it important that we look at it m- more carefully than that?
1: Yeah, there's there's a few really really great reasons. I mean, I think one of the things. To some Some of the older school businesses, say established lawyers who've been in town for 30 years, and you know those kind of guys sometimes they sort of look down on the digital marketing side of things. But the fact of the matter is, even if you get a lot of your business from referrals or you know established channels, people when they do get referred to you are going to go online, they're going to look up your business name, they're going to go to your website. And the more of a quality profile that you can have out there, the easier it's going to be to generate that sale, the less time you're going to have to spend on that sale. And, you know, you're going to get a much stronger referral into your business. So even for folks that do almost everything in an offline world, it's become a really important way to to help drive your business forward. And then, of course, if if you're not a hugely established business, I mean, there's people going on <laughs> online, by the bazillions every day looking for particular things mm-hmm. uh, in their local area. You know, everything from pest control to to help downsizing their home. I mean, there's, you know, it's it's endless what people are looking for out there. And if you can be one of those businesses that comes up uh, when someone is looking for exactly for you and you can stand out and, you know, present a good story, you have a darn good chance of uh, getting a phone call from someone who you've never you know, had to drum up in mm-hmm. another uh, fashion. So it's really the yes. imaginable thing when it starts working
0: for you. Right. And what you just described is, is just um, the evolution of used to, if you needed a service, you went to the old handy, trusty yellow pages and everybody knew that was just <laughs> what you did. And now you go online, like you said, so it's very important that they be able to find you, which takes us... To the next step, uh, your website. What are some of the things that most business, small businesses especially, local businesses miss when they're building their website uh, that that has a really negative impact on traffic and on conversions?
1: Yeah, there's there's some biggies there. I think one of the things that people may do that that kind of screws things up is they'll decide on a little budget and, and not a generous one at that. And they'll go looking for someone to fit uh, a certain budget that they have in mind. And when, when you do that, you're, you're going there, everybody in, in, everything that's done is going to reverse engineer around this little bit of budget you've given yourself. So if you're spending, you know, 500 bucks or a thousand or you're sitting there doing a, a bunch of it yourself, stock photography that's really bad and, and doesn't look authentic to your business mm-hmm. is another absolute just killer. Um, but I think the first point really is, is the, one of the most important ones, that if if someone come I call it a two-second test, mm-hmm. if someone comes to your homepage especially, and if they can't tell how you're different, what your core message is, what your core difference is, and really kind of get engaged Quickly with your business, then you've probably lost them. And so people mostly think about their website, and this is what I see a lot of lower-end folks do, as, well, someone's going to hang around a minute, and they're going to click here. Oh, and then they'll see this over here. And, it, and if you don't capture someone in those first couple seconds, they hit the back button and they're gone. So right. they're not going to get to these things that you're hoping for. So there's this really careful balance that has to be done where you can't throw everything at them at, above the fold, but you have to throw enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: have to understand their mind and their mindset enough, those people who are going to be potential buyers, to get them to stick and to, to discover your message. And that's what gets missed nine times out of ten when, when people start with a real small budget and try to just slap a website together.
0: Yeah, and, and even going one step um, back from that, you might, in my opinion, one of my biggest pet peeves, sometimes I don't even get to the home page sometimes because I click and it takes forever to load. And <laughs> when you've got a few seconds, like you said, and you're wasting that time and more, On just having the customer, potential customer, wait for it to load, they don't even get to see what's on the site. Then,
1: yep, absolutely, and and actually, even backing that out further, if if someone is finding you in a in a keyword search, they're gonna, in part, decide to click on your listing, and maybe in a large part, if you're not number one, two, or three, on what your page title says what mm-hmm. your meta tag says to those little p- bits of data that Google presents in the search search results or ammo or Yahoo or whoever That is really important. So you start that relationship with that person there, not on your website. You you have to be telling them something interesting and even standing out right there.
0: That's true. I mean, you get just those little snippets to determine which of those matches in your search you're going to click on. So uh, that's absolutely true. What are some of the other things that... The small businesses, in particular, Miss. You talked about the the low budget. Um, well, let me let me ask that. So, when you say um, you know you go for the low budget option, there are some small businesses that you know resources are limited and and dollars can be scarce, and yet they want to make a good impression. Uh, do you have to spend a fortune in order to no. accomplish these things?
1: Yeah, no, you don't. But what you have to do is is spend the time to make sure that every image that goes onto your site, I mean, this is, this is how I would run it, is an authentic, real image. And, and people will instantly go, oh, well, I don't look good or my office isn't great or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Well, be a little creative and figure out what you can do because that, that authenticity and, and putting out you and your personality and the reality of your business is what's going to bring in the right customers for you. If you play like you're somebody that you're not, then it 's going to be a challenge, so what mm-hmm. life, what I find really increases conversions for local businesses that are ultimately going to end up speaking with that person nine times out of ten in person if they deliver it to their to their house or or if the person goes into their store is there's going to be a relationship there, so the more that you can presents the truth of that relationship, the more that the right people are going to find you online and connect with you. So that authenticity part is really important. Yeah,
0: that authenticity part, I mean, you really have to consider your, for the local businesses, you have to consider your website to be that storefront. It's just like walking across that threshold uh, in real life as you've come down the sidewalk and about to enter the store. What they see on that website has to uh, be congruent with what they would see in in the bricks and mortar store.
1: Yep, yep. I call it turning the business inside out.
0: Yeah, those are all the authenticity, very, very important. Let's turn now. When you're talking about loading up images uh, that are authentic, obviously, if you've taken photos of your business and so forth, you probably own those. But um, you know, if you go in and you put other images up or your messaging, uh, people think that because it's the internet, sometimes the same rules of plagiarism and copyright don't apply as to when you used to turn your term paper in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and really platitudes, it's kind of a big word, but, but you see it all the time in in the local marketing world especially. People will say and how many times have you heard this? We are the premier provider of X in city Y. Right? And and people are so be tuned to Ununique messages mm-hmm. and and platitudes and things that they've heard before. That I mean, uh, nine times out of ten, you can look at three competing businesses' websites. You can take the content and switch it from one to the next, and you can't tell who you're talking to or who who you're reading. Uh, so so really, the thing that so many folks miss, and it doesn't have to be fancy writing. But you have to really understand the mindset and the emotional sort of triggers that that person who typically buys from you is going through when they're making that purchase decision. So say if it's a, a bridal an on-site bridal hair and makeup lady, you need to understand what the, the situation that that your ultimate customer is going through and basically she's probably concerned about uh you know the the stress level she wants to look perfect she wants to know that everybody's going to going to look good who who you you take care of you know so those even just simple little things like that instead of saying hey we're we're the premier you know hair and makeup bridal company in town how about hey we understand what you're kind of stressed out about right now and we know how to fix it yeah right totally different message
0: yes and, and one that really say, speaks to you it means something <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so do that, people. Just think, think it through. It doesn't have to be fancy writing. People think you have to use big words and all that stuff. No, just simple, concrete, real uh, wording can can work real well when it comes to that side of things.
0: Sure. And then just following up uh, on on, especially on the image side. That's probably where I see this the most. Is that people will take images, and you have to be careful about copyright too, on on the website with these images. You can get stung with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we see that occasionally, and, and, you know, sometimes people use, like, Google Images Mm -hmm. to do a search and find something, and something a lot of folks don't know is that actually in a Google Image search, you can hit, uh, they move their buttons around all the time, it's sort of a more advanced button, and you can actually select to look for things that are are, um, commercially usable, you know, Mm -hmm. that's okay for you to use in a, Mm -hmm. a commercial environment, so that's one thing if you're just looking for an image on on Google or something like that that you can do, and of course uh, licensing a good image from uh, some of the some of the true reputable stock stock right, yeah. places Getty out there.
0: images, and there's all, there's a lot of them that are out there. So uh, let's talk about some of the uh, effective and yet practical, and and in some cases uh, fairly easy to implement uh, digital marketing strategies that can work for local businesses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, w- depending on the type of business, but 9 times out of 10, for, if you're a local business, there's going to be uh some specific searches that are going to be related to your business that you just can't deny. Like if you're a custom home builder and someone searches on custom home builder in, you know, XYZ city, you need to take that particular search really seriously, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the, what we typically will, will see in, in those types of searches, searches when Google recognizes that this is someone looking for a local business, so you'll see the, the local search results come up. So that's like the, the map listings where it's got an address or yeah. you know, some kind uh-huh. of connection to the business. So those types of searches are really important now, especially Google just changed their rules with AdWords. So AdWords, the, the advertising side, is what comes above those map results. Mm -hmm. And, and Google just got rid of all the ads on the right hand side of the page. So you, you've got these three or four spots above the local results, and then you've got the local results and that's everything that's above the fold for you. So if you, if, if someone's searching on say custom home builder, like our example, if you don't show up, at the top of that page in those ads and in that, in that there's only three folks that come up in the local results now and possibly two Google's thinking about actually putting an ad in the uh, map results. We haven't mm. seen it quite yet. Um, that you need to have some visibility up there. And then you also need to have that kind of first page, uh, ranking. It, it, you don't have to be number one, but it, you, you need to have uh, organic placement on that page as well. So, and it doesn't just have to be your website. If you see that Yelp you know, really uh, shows high on those particular searches that relate to your business or house or some other profile, you may consider taking that particular profile very seriously. So now you've got an ad, you've got your local maps result, you possibly have a profile page on another website, and you've got your own result. Now you've got three, four spots on a page, and it's not just about owning that real estate, when you show up numerous times in a search result like that, uh, it builds trust. And oftentimes the cool part is people don't click on that paid ad. It's a, it's a nice way that you get in front of them at the top of the page. But a lot of times you end up getting the free click uh, on the, on your local map um, mm-hmm. results or in organic and getting that, that traffic to your site, anyways. And But you've built a lot of kind of trust in your business in just those few minutes. That someone viewed a page. So, so that's really the, we kind of call it the Holy Trinity, even though it can be more <laughs> than three things. But if, if you can do that on your specific, uh, searches that are really by terms that relate to your business, uh, you're in good shape. Even if the search volume is small, uh, we see folks go, Oh man, and we've got one custom home builder. That's in a, a really affluent area, kind of outside of, um, the Sacramento area where we're at. And, um, you know, only Google only said there's about 10 searches a month on that particular keyword, but we went ahead and optimized for it, and boom, he gets about 10 to 15 really solid, true leads a month from people who've bought property or are ready to, um, just by optimizing for that. So, so don't let uh, small search numbers. Um, you know, sway you if it is the right keyword yes, for your business.
0: exactly. And there's so much more that we could talk about when it comes to pay-per-click and local and organic yeah. and profile pages and so forth. And, you know, time's just not going to permit. But you do cover that in your book, Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, we cover a, a lot of that stuff, and, and um, we're also going to be doing a new a new updated version of the book in, in 2017 as things kind of change and morph online a little bit, but still the, all the basic principles pretty much re- remain the same and have, honestly, for, for many years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that book, I mentioned it at the beginning, it's called The Small Business Owner's Guide to Local Lead Generation. It's an Amazon.com bestseller, so you can just go out there and and uh, type that in or type in Justin's name, Justin Sturges, uh, S-T-U-R-G-E-S, and you can find the book and get really dive down deep into some of these things he's been talking about. Uh, before I let you go today, uh, let's talk about where not to spend time and money in your local business marketing.
1: Yeah, that, we, we run into so many folks who have gotten stung or burned or wasted a bunch of time. and. Uh, I don't want to really list names but some of some of the bigger vendors out there uh kind of like the yellow pages but there's a <laughs> bunch of newer ones um now as well I've I think one time out of the past 10 12 years that I've been focused on local have I heard someone be really happy with the money that they spent uh in an environment like that on on lead gen so I would say avoid uh you know those bigger um Players out there that you're going to charge you 600 or a thousand a month Mm -hmm. and you know maybe promise some amount of lead generation it just never works or people get really crappy low quality leads Mm -hmm. that are are a total waste of time not tire kickers yeah 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 sometimes there are um specific niche specific services out there that do some lead gen that i have seen work so you got to kind of just be careful and hopefully you can you can select, they can show you the quality of leads that they you know, typically provide before you get started with them. Uh, but I might consider a niche-specific service if there was one. Um, and then the other stuff that, and I'm not saying that blogging and social media are not good things, but a lot of people have no strategy behind what they right. do there, and it ends up being a time suck they spend, you know, maybe even years writing blog posts and doing a little social media stuff and literally have nothing to show for it. Right. So it's very important if you're going to do blogging and and social to figure out there's a a way that they work together nicely. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that really solid keyword based blog plan where you're answering the kinds of questions and and things that people are looking for related to your business, maybe even earlier in the stage than when they go and do that custom home builder search, for example, uh, like what's the cost of a custom home? How do I find the right property? Right. Those kinds of things might be examples of good blog posts that would help engage someone early and expand your keyword
0: range. Yeah. I talked to somebody once who is actually a very, very uh, prolific blogger and gets good results. Uh, he's got a national following of, of many thousands. And he told me writing the blog is the easy part. He said it's the it's planning because he's got a year-long editorial calendar that is very strategic, the reason, you know, why he's writing that blog at that time. And then once the blog is written, finding the right photo to go with it and doing all the SEO and, you know, all the different things that you were just describing, probably plus more that we don't have the time to go into today. But you're absolutely right. It's the strategy is so key there.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. You're 100% right. You need to follow through. And and then actually promoting that post yes. or sometimes being able to post it on someone else's site who yes. has similar traffic to what you're going for can be really good angles. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the things that you hear some, um, I don't know, you hear a lot of chatter about anyway, and we get requests um, for these too, is the backlinks. How What kind of a role does that play these days? I know it used to be crucially important. Is it still as important to have those links?
1: Yeah, but it's not just about volume anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just comes back to good old fundamentals. I mean, people always find ways to exploit search engines and, and figure out what works as far as cheating. But what's always worked is high quality, uh, local relevant, or if not local relevant, relevant to your business links coming into your website, the more competitive The the niche that you're in, the more those links are going to count in your optimization. So Mm -hmm. if there's not a lot of competition, you can typically be smart with your website and do uh, some other smart things uh, with just the data you can control and do really darn good in search results. Um, But if it's more competitive, like, you know, Plumber in Dallas or something like that, that, those backlinks are going to be that extra oomph you need to drive your site so, so figuring out how you can promote your content, what sites you can be listed on, you know, there, there's a lot to it. But the good news is now you don't have to have 100 or 200 links in most cases, mm-hmm. even really competitive niches. You just need, you know, maybe a, a few dozen or, or, or maybe more depending on the, the competitive nature you're in, but just quality, good Good solid links from from real businesses out there that Google trusts, or especially a, a government agency or a, a college. Those are always really good trusted links. That's the kind of stuff you want to get mm-hmm. that linking back to.
0: Yeah, site. and I'm go- this is where I'm going to say something that shows I know enough to be dangerous about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some sort of a score or a rank that websites receive based on their SEO quality and and uh, you know the, how often they refresh their content. You you know that's a factor into getting this ranking. So, so what is that called? And if I'm interested in in reaching out to someone who owns a website that uh, I think might have a high score, how can for a link, how can I check and see what their scores are? And what is that score called? You know what I'm talking yeah, about?
1: good good question. Uh, Google's kind of they they used to have um, PageRank um, PR, which is kind of they they've actually stated it's you know not not such a thing anymore. Okay. In, in most, most folks don't really use that as a measure, um, and there, there's other guys like Moz, Moz Local, or mm-hmm. just Moz in general. They have a little uh, bar you can run. I run in Chrome here, and you, when you turn it on, it'll show you a PA and a DA, so page authority and page domain authority. authority.
0: Yes, that's what I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, those and that's a decent measure. Um, you know, you you could get into argument of you know how perfect it is on measuring any particular situation, but it's a nice it's a nice kind of thumbnail uh, guide on the power of domain you can run to run into. And, and you know, the Moz bars free. You can put it on your computer, and then when you run search results and that kind of thing, or just go to a website, it'll give you a reading on that. So you can get a sense of the power of the site. But honestly, the quality of the site, the editorial the editorialization on it, you know, if, if they just give out links like crazy, it's going to be less valuable right. nine times out of 10. So really kind of taking a look at the quality of the site, what they're doing. And, and, you know, if you can tell that they have some, some power going into their site from links from other places, that kind of thing. Um, if it's relevant to your business, that's really great. I mean, I've even seen just uh, say a remodeler getting a link from their flooring guys website. Those, those local, uh you know even though the foreign guys website isn't super powerful those those nice local very relevant links can mm-hmm. be real good ones so so you know you can't pass up any opportunity to get a nice editorial link um you know or even like if you um support an organization, give them a few bucks. Sometimes they'll give you a link on their website. Mm-hmm. That can be another great one too.
0: Good point you, you make so many great or give so much great advice um, in your book, uh, small business owner's guide to local lead generation. It's available on Amazon. So if you were uh, fast typing or uh quickly jotting down notes here and maybe think you missed some things, Uh, you can listen to the show again, but you can also go and uh, find the book on Amazon.com and really dive down into even more strategies and techniques for local lead generation. Uh, Do you have a website that you'd invite people to go out and look at too?
1: Yeah, yeah, Systematic.com system. S-Y-S-T-E-M-A-D-I-K is our website, and that's kind of our, our central point of where we kind of serve folks from online.
0: Okay. It's been wonderful having you on the show today, Justin. There's just so much to keep up with here as a business owner, <laughs> and we appreciate people like you coming on to uh, help us make sense of all of it. So you have a great weekend, okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good luck, everybody.
0: Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.